instead of a story today, we're going to have picture slides of our pets. Um, some of the pets I have talked to some of you, and I know a lot about your animals like you do of mine, so I might be making a few comments. This is M Michelle's dog, Maggie. These are Myra's cats. She's got some beautiful cats, doesn't she? This is Sandy's granddaughter's Ryan's new pet, Patrick. <laughs> Max and Roxy, I don't, it doesn't say here whose they are, but they're, oh, they're yours too, okay, <laughs> sorry. Amanda's kitty, whose name is Patches. Jen Wheatley, and these are her cats, Dickens, the long-haired black and white one, and Salem, the short-haired black one. We've seen We've seen her a lot online when we. <laughs> this is my dog, Missy. This is my dog, Queenie, and my first dog, Bozo. <laughs> Pete and Cindy O'Day's dogs. Oh, you just got the, oh, you got them all there, don't you? Um, Cindy's dog's been through a lot, and, and Cindy and Pete are just really great animal lovers. They're, they've really, this, this dog has been through so many surgeries the last couple years, and hopefully she's coming along just fine now. That's Lucy? Okay. That's our supermodel. That's Mamie, my mom's mom. Okay. And that's Dora, the boy. This is my daughter's dog, Luna. This was Sada's dog, dog, Lily, who passed away unexpectedly a little over a month ago. And we, I know we've all seen her dog many times, and, and they were just a constant companion all over the United States. This is Dee's dog, AJ, who is suffering from cancer right now. So. This is my, my granddaughter, Apple, and her little munchie, which is getting to be a big munchie. Aaron Lewis. That's all I've got. That's all that's written down here. <laughs>
Thank you, Russ. Um, this is Jeremy McShirley's. Um, see, Mr. Mr. Vanderflute, Sasha, Sophie, Tuscany, and Willow. Oh my goodness! <laughs> they are so cute. And that's the end. Please rise and stand if you are able for hymn 94, What is This Life? Thank you. I would when I was a little when I was a little girl, ages ago. Um, the the place I really enjoyed going to the most was the zoo. I loved all animals. Well, maybe not the creepy, crawly, slimy, scaly ones, <laughs> but otherwise, I loved all animals. And in the last five or six years. I would go out on the back porch and feed, I would feed the birds, me and my husband, and feed the squirrels, and the squirrels would actually come up to him. It was, it was very joyous for his last couple years. What I'm going to read today is called Am Animal School. This story is loosely adapted from a story that George Rivas wrote when he was assistant superintendent of the Cincinnati Public Schools in the 1940s. You can find the original version online. Many years ago, the animals in the Great Forest decided that they wanted to start a school for all their children. Until that time, it had been the responsibility of parents to teach their children the skills they needed to know. But the animals in the Great Forest 
wanted their children to learn from professional teachers, so they organized a school. The teachers met and decided to provide a standardized curriculum to their animal stu students. So they adopted curriculum consisted of swimming, running, flying, and climbing. All the animals had to take all the subjects because it was very important to them that no child be left behind. And here's what happened. The ducks were excellent in swimming. In fact, they were better than their teachers. But some of the ducks made only passing grades in flying and all of them were poor in running. Since they were slow in running, they had to stay after school to practice and they had to drop swimming in order to practice running. This was kept up until all the ducks' webbed feet were sore, and the ducks were so tired that soon they were only average in swimming. But average was acceptable in school, so nobody worried about it except the ducks. In running, the rabbits started at the top of the class, but they were very poor in swimming, so they made the rabbits walk every day instead of allowing them to run or hop. And the rabbits had to come in early for swimming classes. Many of the younger rabbits developed severe fur problems because they were having to spend so much time in the swimming pool. The squirrels were excellent in climbing and running, but in flying, their teacher made them start on the ground instead of on the treetop and the squirrels were not mastering the course. So every day, flying therapists took the squirrels into the gym and made them do front paw exercises to strengthen their muscles so they could learn to fly right. Now the eagles, they were definitely problem children. In climbing class, the eagles beat all the others to the top of the tree but they insisted on using their own way to get there and were quite stubborn about it. The eagles said clearly it was their goal that having, and they had a defiant disorder. That's a real diagnosis that some kids are given in school. A strict behavior modification plan was developed for the eagles. We can end this story in two ways. Sad to say, in some schools, we will make squirrels' children learn to fly by flapping their paws and punish eagles for being defiant about their right to be themselves. But happy to say, in some schools, we enjoy all children for themselves. Each squirrel is perfectly wonderful squirrel. Each rabbit, a lovely rabbit, whether or not they choose to hop or skip, or roll, or walk. Each eagle is allowed to be an eagle, and we encourage each duck to swim, and swim, and swim, and not worry about learning to run. The moral of this story is, when we try to make everybody the same, nobody is happy. People can get hurt, and their very special gifts can go to waste. Thank you.